look around your neighborhood this week, it may not be immediately apparent, but the grief continues in Sikh communities all over the United States. And there's probably one in your community. Mourning the six dead in the shooting in Oak Creek, Wisconsin, at a Sikh temple during worship on Sunday. For Sikhs around the United States, it's a feeling of vulnerability and isolation. While for those who were at that temple in Oak Creek, it is for many a feeling of deep loss as well. Amardeep Kalika joins us now from Milwaukee. His father, Satwant Singh Kalika, was the temple president, and he died in the attack. Amardeep, thanks for being with us. Uh, thank you for having me. Where do we stand today? And I, you know, I'm, I'm less interested in how you feel than just what is the message for the community? We've talked with Sikhs all over the United States who share a, a conversation about uh, where do we stand in the United States, asking themselves that both in terms of you know, the, the, the perceptions that they have, the visibility that they have. Um, where do you stand? I think um, personally I, I stand at a, at a crossroads. I think uh, the nation stands at a, at a crossroad as well. And we continuously have um, these struggles or challenges come up in our society, partly because we're such a young society. We're not that old of a civilization in terms of uh, democratic or democracy or America. And right now, at that crossroads, uh, it it seems like um, we have the ability to turn uh, towards or away from hate and violence. Um, Capitalism in general kind of breeds a general uh, competition. And that competition can either become fierce or it can become uh, collaborative. And as of late, I believe this has all become very fierce and and very hate-filled. And in America, we stand at that crossroad making that decision right now. Now, how do you feel that the hate that was obviously expressed by uh, uh, the shooter in this case, Mr. Page, how do you feel that that may have come out of some frustration and tension associated with uh, competition uh, for prosperity in the United States in 2012? Um, I think that... With, with the shooter, and I, I try not to use his name only in the fact that, you know, my father's legacy, I'd rather use Sithwan Singh as much as possible. But um, I've had some time to meditate on, on the situation. And there, there's a, a unique uh, similarity in in both people. And it has to do partly with harmonics and music in the Sikh tradition. Everything that we do is based on music and prayer. Um, and that, that connection with the shooter, uh, with the hate filled music, uh, was there. And I believe there was like a self brainwashing of sorts. Um, and, and we, we also heard about his past in the military and how, how frustrated we are. And the military, I was in, um, ROTC during college. Uh, and then when I was in my third year of ROTC and I was asked to sign the contract for my next 10 years, uh, we elected. Uh, an official or a president that I, I didn't agree with, um, and I kind of figured we were gonna we were gonna end up in some bad situations. So I stopped the ROTC program at that point. But I remember be, going through the military or going through just that basic training and thinking to myself, "Wow, this is immensely um, competitive and misogynistic and very uh, uh, very violent." I mean, and I, and I understand, obviously, the military is violent, but 
there's a there's a natural way to be violent or defensive or protective. Well, and there's many, many stories of people's uh, participation in the military. That's for sure. Amardeep Kalika, his father was killed in the Sikh temple shooting last weekend. Let's, let's just go back a moment to something that you said, which struck me as quite extraordinary. You see a kind of parallel, not equivalency, but but a sort of parallel, um, uh, I don't know what to say, a kind of walled-in quality to both the music and history that the shooter was familiar with in his uh, uh, orientation with white supremacist groups, his uh, playing the bass in uh, skinhead bands. These are the details that we're, we're learning, that this, that this history and inward community kept him isolated and that that in some sense mirrors a similar kind of isolation in the approach to music and prayer and practice and history that you see in the Sikh community? Obviously, they're not equivalent, but do we all sit in our caves in the United States and and uh, not reach out until events like this happen? Um, I, I, have, I have been asking every uh, Sikh community in the world to turn and introduce themselves to their own community. However, I will say it was. I I like the parallel you drew. However, I at the end with my father and his community, he was very outgoing and he he extended his hand all the time. And he essentially anybody who came, whether it be uh, in our temples, we have four doors that are open to every sort of person, um, north, east, south, and west. And he was the first person to walk people through if they showed up and they were of, of a foreign descent and talk to them about our traditions and, and make sure that he was, he was outreaching. So I think the parallel is, is a good, is, it's drawn correctly. However, with my father, he was doing the opposite continuously. And I think that's why um, he was so selfless. And then this other person was so selfish. And, and that, at the end of the day, is, is the big difference of, uh, of their two lives. You know, is that really a story in America that you have these dual loyalties, a loyalty to your inward community and and a sort of less clear loyalty to nation, to to everyone together? And it's sometimes, particularly in the middle of a recession, it's hard for Americans to remember that communal sort of common ground that we all share. Absolutely. I think it's very difficult. Um, I think the common ground personally for me uh, growing up in Wisconsin, being born in uh, India, is that, uh, I mean, it's the land that we live on. Ultimately, this wasn't anybody's land. 99.9% of the people on in the nation that are standing on this land are immigrants. Uh, JFK wrote a great book on immigration and how it's the lifeblood of America. And the American dream is encapsulated in the fact that people come from different countries due to struggle or due to being pushed out by governments that generally are overbearing and you come here and you have individual liberty and um, a notion of equality that is unrivaled anywhere on the planet. But there's partly in that a responsibility, it sounds like you're saying, to be in the place where you are, to hold to your traditions, but be in the place that you are, right? Absolutely. There's you know, a, does that mean, I mean, are you wearing a turban? Uh, no, I, I don't wear it. You don't. And, but I, and it, I shave my beard. 
Well, no, that, and that's totally fine. I was just asking you because it means on some level that you have to embrace both your Sikh tradition and the fact that because you're in Wisconsin, you're a you're a cheesehead, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm a humongous Packer fan, and um, you know, it's in our in our culture, like some of the first words uttered in our holy book are the truth that you find uh, to match your own God consciousness the the little voice inside of you that truth is the one you follow versus the external truth that people tell you hmm. and for me at a young age um i had this discussion with my mom when i was really young because we generally keep our hair and i asked why do we keep our hair so long and she said you know you give you take what uh, god gives you and you take it with respect and you don't you know let go of it and then i asked her well we cut our fingernails and she said, well, you know, it's, it's your choice because I was a real active young, young adult or young child where, I, you know, I get my hair dirty all the time just because I'm running around. And she said, it's your choice. And I said, OK. And I was, I was, I was like seven years old at that time. Well, your loss is uh, really beyond imaginings. Uh, it's, it's so great to hear you sort through your grief. Your, your uh, candor here is, is really amazing. And, and in the other media interviews that you've done, it, it's been really striking to hear how you're allowing us all to share in your grief and just how you're trying to think about this and make sense of all this. And uh, it's certainly a, a work in progress, but uh, the best of luck to you, Amardeep. Thank you so much. Amardeep uh, Kalika joins us uh, from Mil- Milwaukee. His uh, father, Satwant Singh Kalika, was the temple president who died in that attack on Sunday. A final thought before we go? Absolutely. Um, with my with my father and my mother, what they could do inside, it's it's not difficult to do this. It, I want everybody to understand that in our culture, when we grieve, we spread the grief uh, so that many people can hold our hands at the same time and keep us strong. All right. Well, we're holding hands. Uh, Amardeep Kalika, whose father was killed in the Sikh temple shooting last weekend. Thanks so much. You're welcome.